Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Life Isn't Linear podcast. Life isn't linear and neither is the journey, but the goal is to keep making progress. This is Josh. You know, a few weeks ago, I had a very uh, good conversation with my 12-year-old. He's curious, he has friends, and they're all growing up at a breathtaking speed. He asked me a question, and you know a car ride is going to be interesting when your son says, Dad, here's the situation, what would you do? The question was quite simple. If your buddy got jumped by three other kids, what would you do? And I was quick to answer that as it's a no-brainer for me. I told them, you get in there and you help your buddy kick some ass. And then his face lit up. He stated that is exactly what he was thinking. You could see his reaction was genuine, and he felt validated in his feelings as he wasn't quite sure what the right answer was. Again, he's 12. That then started a barrage of questions from him about school, life, etc., He then kind of got philosophical. He was concerned that if a fight were to happen, would I be upset? Would I be upset if the school called? Or would I be upset if if he hurt somebody? So we went into the semantics of that. I then explained to him about knowing your moral compass, your true north. I explained to him that not all the rules and laws in life and society are always right. Just because a school has a policy doesn't mean it's a perfect policy. I explained to him, a man has to know in his heart what is the right thing to do. There are times in life when going against the grain or the rules is the right thing to do. And I explained to him that a situation such as friendships are a special thing, something to nurture, protect, and cherish. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to be able to be right with yourself. It kind of led me to this thought of, you know, we can't be fearful about being open with our kids about life, even aspects of our own lives. It doesn't mean that we have to go into detail, but we can stay focused on the higher level. We don't want to stamp out their curiosity and their questions. As parents, we just can't do that because they will grow up. I'm a big believer in life with your children. They have very few precious moments when you as a parent can demonstrate to them that you are in their corner. Sometimes they can be big moments that are beyond obvious, but often they can be so subtle that they're missed. And I believe these opportunities are the difference between your child growing up empowered or even possibly angry. These moments demonstrate to them that you are on their side. As children, we come into the world innocent. We are looking for knowledge because, well, we have none. When a child asks why, it's most of the time because they don't know. And they may ask it hundreds of times. I used to think it was somewhat annoying, but I see now that they're on a quest to become their authentic selves. The why is just a means to get there. And we, as society, we do try and stamp that out. And parents are guilty of it, myself included. People want conformity because it makes things easier. Schools want conformity because it makes the flow of the day easier. But in the end, it really doesn't. We have to have the courage to allow our children to grow and spread their wings. If we stamp out that curiosity and bow to conformity or fear, we do fail them. Convenience isn't acceptable. We will not make the world better this way. We have to cherish these children. They are the future. Because really, our time is over. What we are good for is fostering the next generation to be empowered. I read a great quote by Elon Musk. My children weren't asked to be born. I chose to have children. They owe me nothing. I owe them everything. And that statement is pretty true. No one does elect to be born. Most of the time, we choose to have children, whether directly or indirectly. And if we are engaging in activities that could produce a child, 
then we are making a conscious choice whether we are prepared for that outcome or not. If we bring children into this world, we need to do the work. We do owe our children the best versions of ourselves. And that is hard, and it can also be scary, because life asks a lot of adults. Sometimes you will hear, how do single parents do it? Well, statistically, they don't. Kids who come from single-parent households struggle on almost every measurable level of society. And I'm not here to judge anyone, but being a parent is hard. And even if that's having two of them. My heart does go out to all the single parents of the world. But to empower our children, we need to teach them, maybe even more demonstrate to them that we can be open with them as they grow. Actions always speak louder than words with people, especially kids. The openness needs to be age appropriate, but we need to share our knowledge and our experiences with them. Yes, at times they will go out into the world and they will ignore everything you told them. They may act completely the opposite of even what you instructed. But if you do it right, you will plant a positive seed in them, and that seed will grow because they know that you are there to support them and you are kind to them. If we want these kids to grow, we have to be ready for the conversations they request, even if those conversations are uncomfortable. We have to be willing to be uncomfortable because our candor will be a gift to them, and your kids will thank you for this in ways you can't even imagine. Ways that are rewarding because they will grow along with you. They will have and develop true trust in you. Not the kind of trust that was born, they were born to believe or that they have because they were born of you. And there is a difference. They will choose to trust you because you have demonstrated to them that they and their feelings or inquiries have a platform with you and that they are heard. Remember the old saying that children should be seen, not heard? What a stupid and outdated saying. Almost every parent has said at one time or another, you can come to me for anything. But do we demonstrate that by our reception when they do? Do we show compassion when we should? Are we being critical when we should listen? Our children are watching every move we make. They are sponges and they soak up everything that we demonstrate. They model us. If all that we show them is that we say one thing and then do another, They won't come to us when they need us the most. There will be at some point they will need us. And if they are fearful of your response, they will choose the path of least resistance because it's human nature, especially with young humans and undeveloped minds. The worst thing is to send them into the world unprepared. They will screw it up for themselves or possibly resent you for not preparing them. Avoiding difficult conversations because they are taboo or they go against your religion is all the wrong reasons not to have them. Because honestly, the world doesn't give a damn about your beliefs or your morals. The world just is. You have to be able to arm your kids. Arm them with knowledge. Your knowledge. And don't be afraid that if you don't even have the right answer, talking with your kids, breaking it down with them if you have to, and you may learn something too in the process. I firmly believe that you need to teach and demonstrate good decision-making with your children. When you practice and make a good decision, it's very empowering. It makes the next decision easier, and you become stronger. This positive feedback loop is so important. It gives anyone the courage to grow into their authentic self. Because to make good decisions in life, you have to make bad ones sometimes. And this is the test for parents. We can't be afraid to let our kids fail. Failure is some of the life's greatest teachers. Thomas Edison failed over 10,000 times, 
but he learned each time, and now we have the light bulb, the camera, electricity, etc. Abraham Lincoln was a failure for a good part of his life, and he went on to become one of our greatest presidents. And almost every baseball player in the Hall of Fame has failed 70% of the time. We want to react when bad choices happen from our kids, and we typically want to react negatively. And yes, there will be times where that is appropriate, absolutely. But a lot of times it isn't. All that negativity does is breed guilt. Choices or life's moments could or aren't made and are voided due to the shame that can be caused from that guilt. What we don't want is for kids to stop trusting their intuition, and we need to help them foster that intuition and help them understand it. This responsibility should be on parents, but positive influences can come from important people in your life. The other day, my daughter asked me, what was my favorite thing to do when I was a kid? And I rambled off a few things quickly like playing baseball, swimming in ponds, or having bottle rocket wars. But as she and I talked about it, I told her working with my grandfather on his farm as a kid was probably the top of my list. I thought about that this that time as I had made this episode, and he really shaped me as a person. He would always come and pick me up 15 minutes earlier than he said he would. And he'd always tell me that a fellow is either early or they're late. And to me, his actions emphasized to be early and prepared. Punctuality is key. He would then take me on to have a big breakfast before we worked, and we would talk about anything that was on my mind or even on his. This demonstrated to me that eating a sound meal is crucial for getting your day off strong, and to this day, breakfast is my favorite meal. It also demonstrated the importance of being heard and listened by someone. It taught me how to carry on a conversation, because conversations forge rapport and build relationships. And he always knew everyone in town. And he always told me to look a fellow in the eye and give him a firm handshake when you meet someone new. When I was nine years old, he taught me how to drive a truck. And I remember being in awe. This demonstrated to me that he had trust in me, but it was so much fun as well. Later on, on, I learned to operate heavy farm machinery as if they were toys. He taught me how to be safe, but he trusted me to do the right thing because I wasn't always supervised. I never let him down because that trust was sacred to me. Through these moments, he demonstrated how important trust is, how responsibility and trust is earned a little at a time. He also never lost his patience with me. He was always compassionate and understanding from the time I was a small child till the day he died. I try to keep his example alive with my kids on patience, and sadly, I don't do near as well as he did. I remember him once telling me, you pay yourself first. This was an emphasis to be shrewd with your money and that charity starts at home. He would say about people, just consider the source. This meant to me that not everyone's opinion matters and that a man makes his own way in life. His example is almost perfect for this episode as I always felt I could talk with him about anything and he demonstrated that so many times. When he realized I was taking his cigarettes around 13 or 14 years old, he confronted me but he never yelled and he never got upset. But we did talk about it. And he was very honest with me. He regretted that he had started at such a young age and that he had faced so many challenges with trying to quit. And he didn't want that for me. He was ashamed of his hypocrisy, but he showed a side of himself that was humble and faulty. He showed his humanity. Not only did I have even more respect for him as a human for showing that, but it made me love and respect him even more as a grandparent 
because he was being authentic. He told me that confrontation isn't a fun thing, but it is a necessity at times. And now that I think about it, that might be my favorite moment of him. In that moment, I witnessed how extremely kind he was. He demonstrated that he cared more for my well-being than his feelings, so much that he was willing to show a side of him rarely seen to everyone else. And that takes courage. Even later in life as an adult with my own children, I would always listen to what he had to say, for his words were always like music to my ears. You know, I could do a whole podcast on all the great things he was and represented. He passed away in 2020, and I miss him every day. But his wisdom lives on, and I work hard to pass on those same lessons to my kids because they are important and they need to be heard. He was a man of immense integrity, charity, and kindness. And he was a good man and an amazing grandfather. I learned so much from him. You can never underestimate the impacts of our words and our actions to our children. In those moments, how our actions and words come out will shape them. I think of where I would be if my grandfather took little interest in me, or if he did, he was critical and harsh. It would have robbed me of great memories and life lessons. Instead, his actions empowered me like almost no one else in my life. He wasn't perfect, but he never failed me. You know, when I was a trainer, I had a client named Kathy, and she was such a smart, caring, and loving woman. She loved her kids, and she really loved being a grandmother. And she was an educator, and she always told me that your children may be smarter than you, and that's okay. But what you have is life experience as your best teaching tool, and to use it. And I think about that with my kids. What tools can I use to help my kids discover the best versions of themselves? Because we all have these tools. I guess as I sum up this episode, it matters to be there for your kids. It matters to listen to them, to speak with them honestly, and to be human with them. I do believe it will pay off. We aren't here to be our kids' best friends. We are here to parent them. Treating them like people and having our relationship evolve with them over time as they grow is normal and it's healthy. But building trust with your kids is critical. How we do that is important. You get more flies with honey than with vinegar. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, please give a like button and rate it as five stars because it does help the channel. And always feel free to email me at lifeisntlinearpodcast at gmail.com. If there's something you have to say or there's something you have a suggestion on, feedback is always welcomed and everything is read. As always, be respectful and make good decisions.